It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast for a, uh, a Tuesday. We're back on the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday routine. Yes, we Effective are. now. Yes, we are. And uh, glad to finally settle down so we don't have to keep reminding everyone but no it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we had a a few very interesting games I don't think either game went quite exactly how we thought on Friday but uh they were entertaining to say the least uh yeah mine went right down basically to the wire uh which I absolutely did not expect (laughs) And 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 the way northern won I absolutely did not expect yeah yeah I thought we I think going into both our games, we thought it would they might have the potential to both be shootouts, and they were far from that. Yeah, I I, I was I, I wasn't looking for a ton of points, but I was thinking you'd have to score twenty to win. <laughs> That's usually the the you prevailing know, thought, uh, um, and it and it just uh, it wasn't that at all. And of course, uh, Croslex North Branch. Did it give us the answers we're looking for? Well, we'll discuss that when we get things rolling here in just a moment on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Come on, Ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. All right, we only had three games on uh, Friday uh, in the uh, area, and we were covering two of them. (laughs) Your game was interesting to say, are we starting there? Do you want to start with the one we weren't at? Let's let's start at uh, Northern East Point. Okay, so first things first. Let me say this. I apologize to East Point, and I think we should both apologize yes. to East Point. They're not as miserable and wretched and horrible as we thought uh, in terms of they've got 35 kids on the roster. 30 of them were eligible to play on uh, Friday against Northern. They got some big dudes, and they've got some athletes, um, and uh, they played great defensively. They're just um, – they shoot themselves – in the foot, they take way too many penalties, and they're kind of disjointed mm-hmm. and confused at times. But 
They were 170-yard touchdown play at the end of the game from winning that thing, and a holding call took it away from them. Um, that was a tough game for Northern, and they actually gutted out Do you think Northern maybe came into the game a little overconfident? I don't think or so, because do Larry Rowland said to me very early in the week, like, this is a tough one to prepare for, and I have to keep reminding the kids, these guys aren't that bad. They played River Rouge, right? who's, who's a different program. Yeah, they're one of the 10 best programs in the state, arguably. So he, he was he was like, I, I was, he, he said it to me before the game, and he said it to me after the game. I was scared about this game. Uh, and, uh, and they got uh, the win 8 to six and get this northern didn't score a touchdown in this game and still get the the victory let's get to the highlights first and they will attempt the field goal spotted at the uh, 19 this will be a 29 yard attempt and it will be malachi mitchell a bit of a wobbly snap but mitchell's got it up there and he's got plenty of leg for it and it's up and good malachi mitchell with a 29 yard field goal with 50 seconds to go here in the uh, first quarter, gives the Huskies a three to nothing lead, and they'll be punting here out of the end zone. So this is a dangerous play, and the Huskies will probably get really good field position. Jackson's first uh, punt didn't go very far. DeLong is actually standing at the Shamrock 35. Tell you what, if they kick it to him, the Huskies might get a touchdown here. So Jackson is about seven yards deep in his end zone. And it's a low snap, and he's in trouble back there. Northern's coming, and they've got Jackson tackled in the end zone for a safety. And the Huskies will take a 5 to nothing lead on the defensive score. So Northern takes a 5 to nothing lead. That's a score you won't see a whole lot in football. A field goal late in the first and a safety here early in the second. And again, it's McCutcheon and Higginbottom to either side of Jackson working out of the gun. Manley is wide to the left. Second and goal from the 10. He's looking for Manley. Firing to the corner. Manley with a great catch against good coverage from DeLong and it's an East Point touchdown. And more flags afterwards, I think, for celebration. But Ronald Jackson hits Dorian Manley for 10 yards and a Shamrock touchdown. And East Point has a 6-5 to five lead here in the football game. But Mitchell will come out here. They'll spot it at the 11. This is a 21-yard attempt to take the lead back. Low snap, and they had troubles with it, but Mitchell got it up, and he hooks it through. It's good from 21. Mitchell's field goal is good to make it 8-6 for Northern with big third and 23 here. Shamrocks at their own 30. They've been going backwards on this possession, and that's fine by Northern's standards. Trips to the left here for Ronald Jackson out of the gun. Straight drop, pressure coming from Fletcher again. Jackson steps up. Oh, he's got a man, and it's complete at the 50, and there's room down the sidelines. McCutcheon breaks free, and he is going to score a Shamrock touchdown 70 yards to Bradley McCutcheon and another flag on the play back at the 31. This might be coming back. What an electric pitch and catch to Bradley McCutcheon, but a 70-yard strike. Appears to be coming back here with 2.40 to go. And the indication is going to be a holding penalty. 
I don't know. It almost seems appropriate that we would have something like that happen the way the game is gone. Northern doesn't score a touchdown against the East Point Shamrocks, and they go to 2-0 on the season with an 8-6 victory here at Memorial Stadium. Uh, and, and I wasn't kidding. Like uh, It was very appropriate to have that score called back because there had to have been uh, lo- low gas, 20 penalties in the game. That seems like the uh, quintessential <laughs> noon game Penn State plays Iowa, and you're just like, all right, whoever scores first might win the game. I mean, uh, I, again, I, I've been doing football since 1991, probably have never had a 5 nothing score in any game at any point. <laughs> well, I think I asked you, is that the first game you've ever done where a team's won without scoring a touchdown? I, I would think so because, I mean, I've had some low-scoring games. Uh, I was trying to think what's the lowest-scoring game I've ever What'd done. Do, Ma- maybe City, a 7-3 game really? is the lowest score I've, I've ever had in a, in a football game. I've never had, like, a 3 nothing game or anything like that, though I know they do happen. Right. Um, I just uh, – it's it's never happened in a broadcast. I generally get the opposite. I generally get pretty high-scoring games. Yeah, because I was trying to think, what was – wasn't the one Marine City Algonac, like, 7-2? to two? Yeah. Did well, you we do that one? We didn't broadcast no, we didn't that do game that, one. that year. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, because that would have been the, the lowest then. But, geez. Um, yeah, that's uh, – that's a game where you're happy you won, but you're not happy how you played. Like, I'm sure everyone on Northern is thinking we need to score a touchdown, <laughs> especially with Frazier on the horizon if yeah. they want to win. But they're 2-0, and and now they're moving into league play. And Frazier is, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Mac Blue. No, I, I think Lakeshore is weak. I, I'm not sure about Sterling Heights. I'm pretty sure they're down the uh, – Unless this is a typo, they've lost their first two games by the same score. Yeah, 22, 22 to 8. eight. They've been very consistent. So they can't. <laughs> so I think those two games will be wins. Dennis, if they can beat Frazier, and again, I'm not sure what Frazier is. They, they beat Holly, which I don't know what to make of Holly. And then they beat Cousineau 60 to 6. Sounds impressive, but Cousineau in two weeks has given up like 125 points. 120. They've been outscored 124 to 12 yeah. in their first two so games. So that doesn't say a lot. So it's kind of for both teams this week, Northern and Frazier, and it's actually a good one for you to be at. Yeah. Uh, Caught up with Larry Rollins after the East Point game. This is what he had to say. Impossible to get any rhythm tonight in a football game as crazy as this one was. Yeah, we couldn't get in rhythm at all tonight. Um, The kids battled up front. Uh, East Detroit, they they had some big guys up front. They played hard. and then we just couldn't, like I said, we had we'd get a positive play, then a penalty, and then we're in long distance. And we could, just couldn't get rid of them. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot all night, really, offensively. You win a football game without scoring a touchdown. And, again, it goes back to defense. Turnover, set up your first point. You get the safety. You, you really you had them for three quarters playing the game back inside their own 20. Yeah, for sure. Uh, def- defense did a great job again this week. Um, they gave us good field position. We, we, like I said, we moved the ball and we kind of shot ourselves in the foot here and there. Malachi came through with two big field goals and we got the safety down there and it was a baseball score tonight. <laughs> um, Sayer and Fletcher, I thought, were particularly really good. Yeah, Sayers and Fletcher were pretty good tonight. Um, Zach Sayers did a nice job. Troy Daniels did a good job tonight. Um, even the linebackers did a great job tonight, too. I mean, defensively, they played a pretty good game with, with kind of the chaos of running over here and throwing over here and doing those kind of things. They did a good job of staying in the, in the game. 
I want to give uh, East Point some credit uh, too. They're not nearly as bad as I thought they were, um, and uh, th- they did a real great job of really neutralizing Joel. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, East and I told the kids all week. I said, "Don't take these guys lightly. They're a, a, not a bad football team at all. They really aren't. I mean, they played River Rouge, Division Three state champion um, last week. You know, but still, I mean, they they came out and they battled all all four quarters tonight, and they they did. They solidified." Uh, Oh, they bottled up Joe pretty good. Uh, and then they played man coverage on the outside with their guys, and they, they covered pretty well, too. All right, next week, Frazier, the league opener here at the uh, stadium. Any early thoughts, or you just want to figure this one out first? Um, it's going to be a battle, and we got to get better. we got to clean up the penalties we're doing here and uh, get back to playing Husky football. All right, so there's, uh, there's Larry Rollins. Uh, again, there's not a lot to tell you stats-wise, Blank, no. Blank was 9 for 13 for 62 yards. He had 9 carries for 36 yards. Uh, they held Steinhauer to 13 yards on 9 carries. And two field goals for Malachi uh, Mitchell, and uh, and on the, the punt team got the safety, and that was the scoring for Northern. Never apologized for a win, but obviously I'm sure film was not kind, especially offensively with, the, with all the penalties. But either way, you won. You're going into Mac Blue play 2-0, and they have, again, Frazier's going to be kind of the litmus test for me to see where they really stand. But I think Lakeshore and Sterling Heights, they are heavy favorites in. So. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, to, to me, it, to, it's, it's, a, it's three teams, okay, in, in the blue. Like, I'm looking at the blue as a top three and a bottom three. And the top three, definitely to me, are Northern PH and Frazier. But in what order? And if Northern and PH can both get through Frazier, then that makes the Crosstown Showdown well, for the blue. Lance Cruz is a team I wouldn't sleep on either. They did beat Utica. Roseville ran them uh, last week. But they're a team I wouldn't really. I don't know where Utica's at, though, this year. It, uh, week two, they lost to Stevenson 43-28. So that, yeah, I mean... That's, yeah. Anyway. Stevenson's good, but they're not as good as they've been. Right. So, all right. Anything else on this Northern game or? Uh, uh, I mean, just not just much more that, to say. that it, it was a weird one, but the Huskies got through it and they got the win. And, again, the Northern defense continues to impress me. Um, the, 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 they did a great job on, uh, on Friday, and they shut down. East Point's biggest weapons as well. Yeah. Lost in all this is they've given up six points through two weeks. Yeah. So let's not take that away from the defense. Not at all. And and uh, Manley made a great catch. Uh, DeLong had great coverage on that play, and it was just two guys battling for a ball, and Manley came up with it. All right. You had the Croslex North Branch Yeah. Pick. Yes, This I is did. one that we've been kind of waiting for. Well, since about uh, June. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was very interesting. Um, at some points in the game, I'm like, oh, Cross Lex is running away. Then there was a point in the game, and we can talk about it after the highlights, where I'm like, North Branch is going to beat them. Um, it was a, a lot of swing of momentums, a lot of chess pieces being moved. Uh, Cross Lex came out with a heavy package and had no one split out wide, and I think it caught North Branch off guard. But – uh. 
Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to Coach Girl afterwards. He was too busy running away from <laughs> from uh, water jugs. But I do have the highlights, and this is what the game sounded like. That package out on the field. Townsend out of the gun. Takes a snap. Going to hand it off to Mayhew once again. He's going to bounce to the outside. Got room to work to the 20. 15. It's a race to the corner. 10-5. Touchdown, Crosslex. An efficient drive for the Pioneers. It takes them just one minute and 42 seconds to score. 6 nothing. Crosslex leads. Townsend out of the gun. Takes a snap. He's going to drop back. Looking to pass. Rolling out. He's got a man in his face. He steps up in the pocket. Throws it deep. And it's caught in the end zone. He hits Kirk Wilson for the score from 30 yards out. It is now 12-0 Pioneers lead. Out of the gun, Townsend dropping back looking. He's under pressure. He's going to throw it deep, and that's going to be caught. He won the battle, Espinoza. He's going to get in the end zone. Touchdown, Pioneers. Townsend threw the 50-50 ball to Gavin Espinoza, and he wrestled it away from the defender. Pioneers extend their lead 18-7. Croslex leads with just a few seconds left to go in the third quarter. Townsend takes a snap, going to keep it himself, rolling out. He makes one man miss across the 40, the 45, 50, 45, 40, foot race, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. There's the nail in the coffin. Townsend puts an exclamation point on this game. Croslex 26, North Branch 7. Well, I do owe an apology to Lucas Chapman and Will Damasca. I thought I had their their touchdown in there. I heard you play it. <laughs> yeah, I th- you, you heard me put it in there when I was editing them. But, uh, yeah, that was the lone North Branch touchdown. It was, a, it was a beautiful pass in between two defenders. But 28-7, um, after it was 12-0, it was 12-0 like five, I think I was at like 548 into the game. And I'm like, Croslex is just going to race them. Like, they were moving the ball at will. Then they made adjustments, and no one scored till halftime. North Branch got the ball out. They hit a big play, their biggest of the day, to get inside the 10. Then Chapman caught a touchdown. He was a really nice receiver for North Branch. Um, And then they forced, I believe they forced a punt. They had two, North Branch had two big third and long conversions, like inside their own 25 to keep the drive going. And after the second one, it was just like, Everyone at Crosslex was just like, really? Again? Like the air was sucked out, and it was really quiet. It wasn't until a ball that uh, Damasco was under pressure. I don't know if he was trying to throw it away or just made a bad decision, but uh, Gavin Espinosa picked it off, and then he had the, the long touchdown catch after that, and it was, uh, yeah, it was curtains after that. Jake Townsend, his last touchdown was basically improvised. A nice win for Crosslex, and yeah. Yeah, 28-7, I'm sure they're, they're feeling good uh, about that one. But the defenses were, were really strong in, in both games. Kirk Wilson, 20 tackles. Yeah. 20 tackles in, in that one. Uh, you mentioned uh, Townsend, 137 on the ground with a touchdown, and he also threw for uh, 98 yards and two touchdowns. Am I, am I being too greedy here in thinking that uh, – that, uh, I, I was thinking – the Croslex offense would pump home 50 points a game this well, year. Uh, and think about the two teams they've played. They've played arguably, I don't know what Garber's going to be, but outside of them, two of the three toughest defenses in their in the first eight weeks. 
that I would argue. Like, and the other thing is North Branch's offense kills a lot of clock. So that probably takes two, three possessions out of it. And the other thing is once they were up in the fourth quarter, they weren't trying to they were trying to kill the clock and not give them the ball back. So I think you will see a game, maybe as soon as this week, where they put up fifty. But um yeah, I think you can expect more points coming from the Croslex offense. So twenty eight seven final here, but but you're saying this game was closer I'm saying than in that. the third quarter like late in the third quarter when North Branch was driving, I'm going Croslex is on their heels. They can't stop them. They're going to score, and I don't know if Croslax is going to get back in the end zone. It was, was one bad decision away from North Branch potentially taking the lead. If they have the momentum at that point, who knows what happens. Like I legitimately thought at one point, I'm like, North Branch has all the momentum. They're going to punch it in. They're going to go up 14 to, to 12. Because here's the other thing. It was 12-7 at one point. Like, Croslex had to hit their last two two-point conversions to make it 28. So they both would have scored two touchdowns, but the extra points would have given the uh, Broncos the lead. That was something I was a little worried about, but uh, as soon as the momentum shifted and it was Gavin Espinosa basically willing, he also had a 98-yard uh, pick six that got called back that I was a little disappointed about, <laughs> which would have really been the nail in the coffin, but... Uh, yeah, Croslex with a big win. They take on Yale this week. North Branch uh, hosts Armada, which is a game I'm very interested to see the results of. Yeah, that that will be one that we'll have uh, an eyeball on uh, for uh, next week. Uh, the other game that was played on Friday saw Ubley race by uh, Elkton Pigeon Bayport 40-8. to Evan Peruski, 6 of 7 for 163 yards and a touchdown to Kyle Sweeney, who had three catches for 119 yards. Mark uh, Heilig, 11 carries for 186 and three touchdowns. How good is Ubley? That's what Ubley does. Like, But last year they stumbled out of the gate. How good is Ubley going to be? Like, They've played two traditionally tough opponents to start the year, and they've kind of handled business. Now, Marlette and Harbor Beach are coming up, so hell of a way to start the year. But after that, Memphis, Sandusky's tough, K-Pac, Brown City, and Bad Axe in the year. Bad Axe has been playing well, but Dennis, Ubley looks like they're a well-oiled machine. Well, you know, here's the thing, too, that we forget about. We say they got off to a bad start last year. They went one and two. But but remember, they started the uh, the season, uh, I think they played Harbor, Harbor Beach. Beach, then they played Memphis, and then they played Sandusky. So they played the top two opponents right. in the first three weeks because we didn't have the first three weeks last year. They didn't have crossover games to play mm-hmm. to get ready for league play. Um, I, I don't know, like the, 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 the two wins that they have right now, to me, USA and Laker. USA is good, uh, and, and Laker traditionally is good. They might be a little bit down by their standards, um, but those are two quality wins for Ubley. And eh, anytime uh, you you beat uh, a program like Laker by 32, I don't care if they're up yeah. or they're down. That's that's a quality win. Ubley is. I agree. They're very impressive right now. Yeah, they might be the most impressive team in the area, but that's uh that's what we had Friday, and it was. It, I still don't have. Um, I think we said this when we were talking on Friday night. 
Usually by week two, you can kind of discern where everyone's going to fall. Maybe a little bit in the middle, you're not sure. But there is still a lot of question marks out there. Yeah, this is one of the strangest years that that I can remember in a while of just being indecisive about where everybody is at. Like, uh, and, and this is probably something we can talk more about in segment two. But like, I just look at, at the BWAC, and you've now seen Crosslex, North Branch, Imlay City, and you've seen Richmond. I've seen Armada, and I don't know where to, to, to kind of put everybody right now. And, again, I think the Armada-North Branch game will answer a lot of questions for me as to where I think these teams all mm-hmm. stand against each other. But, but, then, but then I'll be looking at it depending on who wins that Armada-North Branch game, about the Armada-Richmond game yeah. or the Richmond-North Branch game. And also, Almont emily City, I think, is going to tell a lot. Yeah, that's another one that's going to be very interesting. Going to be a tough week for picks. Yeah, let's <laughs> not uh, spoil anything for segment two because we'll, we'll get to all the matchups. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week three again. Keep saying this, but I'm being honest about it. It's hard. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. 
Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, before we get off into what I think will be a lengthy and interesting conversation, just want to uh, shout out to uh, some of the top performers from week uh, two, starting with our top rushers. How about Michael uh, Sacucci at Marysville going for 329 and five touchdowns? Yeah. That's a season for a lot of guys. Um, I think you said Denny Saligan and long touchdown runs. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> synonymous. Uh, Saligan went for 188 and a touchdown and you know what this thing, week for Richmond. You know what the thing about that is? I didn't think he had a great game. Like I thought he, <laughs> he could, like, he, there was a lot left on the table with him, which is not saying not a knock on him, just saying he's that good that you, you put up those numbers and you're like, watching the game, he could have given more. Yeah. Mark Heilig of Ubley, 186 and three touchdowns. Jake Townsend, Crosslex, Rushed for 137 and a touchdown. About Tyler McKinney at Marysville, 125 and a touchdown. Gets overshadowed by what uh, Sakuchi uh, did. Amari Holler of the Big Reds with 111 yards and two scores. Uh, how about the uh, the double T in the wing T at Marine City? Tigert and Tetler. Tigert, 93 yards, two touchdowns. Tetler, 91 yards and three touchdowns. Not a bad day at the office. Not a bad day at the office. Don't know how many yards Kyle uh, Conan the Barbarian had. 
this week for Armada, but he did score three touchdowns. That gives him six in two weeks. That That's efficient. Um, passing Evan Peruski of Ubley, 163 and a touchdown. He was six out of seven throwing the ball. Uh, and uh, Kyle Sweeney had three catches for 119 yards and a touchdown for Ubley. Ben Hitzelberger of Richmond, 87 yards and a couple of touchdown let, catches for the Blue Devils. Let me add one that I know we uh, didn't have listed. Logan Ellis had a really good game. He was uh, 11 of 14 passing for 218 and a pair of touchdowns. He also had uh, three rushing touchdowns on 30 yards, so... That's a uh, very nice game after being held in check by the Mariners. What do you have in the air? He had 218. Wow, that's pretty good. 11 of 14, so he was doing it efficiently. And how many touchdown passes? Uh, two, uh, he had two, but he ran for three more. Two, so he was involved in five. Yeah, we got to get him in there. Yeah. And he's just a good kid. Yes. Like, he's got personality. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's start well, in trying oh, to, oh, hold to on. sort I'm this not, mess out. Let me or, or give you a few more. I mean, oh, Wesley okay. Peters had what twenty tackles for the Blue Devils, three for loss and a sack. Yeah, big one. Gavin Espinoza. I know we talked about him, but two interceptions. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Wilson, fifty yard, fifty five yard touchdown catch. Kirk Wilson was all over. I thought another guy that played well in that game was Scaramazzino. Um, their defense was was flying all over the all, all, all over the field. It was, uh, yeah. Those are just some other guys that yeah. I thought did play well. And then for MLA City, Lance Wolford was a good player. And then the um, Rojas's played hard again. Blue collar mentality out there at MLA City. They don't have a lot of players, but the kids they do. They they play hard. Yeah, Northern's defense was good again. Uh, the Big Reds' defense was good against Tower. And uh, Harbor Beach held K-Pack to minus 40 yards rushing in their game on Thursday. Also, I, we have some Mooney stats. Uh, Brendan Hazen later uh, carried it 11 times for 111 yards and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. Too. And had a pick six. That's really good. And, and had a tackle for a safety. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, he did it all. So Did he drive the bus home? Come on. <laughs> so I think that's that's just about it for uh players in the area, at least the ones that we had. So All right. Let's uh let's try to, to sort the madness out. We'll start in the uh the Mac Blue. Um Frazier and Northern are both two and zero to start the season, and that's I guess the marquee game this week. But uh, you've got uh, Lance Cruz playing at Lakeshore, and you've got the Big Reds playing at uh, Sterling Heights uh, as well. Thought it was a great bounce-back week for Port Huron High. Uh, that's a 31-8 is a pretty impressive win, uh, especially since going in we thought Tower was kind of equal to PH, and PH said, no, they're not, no, they're not no, that no, close no, to no, us. No, 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 not at all. Um, PH, I think, has one of the easier games on the docket. I mean, they start with Sterling Heights. Uh, is that game at home, or are they going down? They're going down to Sterling yeah, that's, Heights. That always makes it a little tougher, yeah. but that's a game that they should win. Again, we said it. Their toughest games might be in the non-conference. Northern and Frazier probably have something to say about that, but Big Reds uh, are starting to get it working a little bit. I mean, you saw the game. That offense started to churn, and they kind of put it in neutral halfway through the third quarter. Well, uh, the the thing with the Big Reds is there's so much talent. They're still – you have to remember that they're young, and so sometimes they make mistakes. But overall, that's a very exciting football team. Like, they've got – they got three, four guys that when they have the ball in their hands, they can break it at any second. Like, uh, Holler is a threat to score – 
every time he touches the ball. Yes. Gabe Mose is a threat to score every time he touches the ball. You get the ball to Jaden Ashford, he's a threat to score. Yeah. Yeah. Every and time. It, and that it's hard to bottle all that up for for forty eight minutes to not let anyone get out the gate. Because if you get too reliant on one thing, you, you forget about the other. I like Amari Holler back there. I thought he had a nice kind of settle down game. Sterling Heights is a game I expect him to put up numbers. I expect Gabe Mose to run for a lot. Ashford, maybe catch a touchdown, maybe two. Um, but Portion High is a team that I think is pretty good. But let's see you get another win week over week, and, and we'll see where Stony Creek ends up, which, uh, by the way, they won again. They beat Rochester 14-7 to last week. They play Clarkston because they're in the OAA yeah. red now. So <laughs> their schedule is Clarkston, West Bloomfield, Southfield, Lake Orion, Oxford, Adams, Seaholm to end the season. Hello. Yeah, well, that, that's what I mean. And that's something that Coach Perkins said to me. He said, Stony Creek might not win a ton of games, but they're really good. They're really good. They just play in, in like a, one of the super leagues where every week they're playing I a mean, top I mean, the OAA Red is one of the th- – uh, conservatively one of the five toughest leagues in the state. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when they do win games, it, it'll be really impressive, yeah. actually. But th- this Northern Frazier game is clearly the marquee game on the uh, docket. We'll be out there uh, Friday night at Memorial Stadium – uh, for this one, it'll be the third straight week that I've seen the Huskies. They were super dominant in week one. They played well enough to win in week two. I love their defense. I've seen two different games from them offensively. Um, and Frazier, you know, week one, I don't know much about Holly. They won the game 16-7. to uh, And I know about Cousineau, and they rolled Cousineau, who isn't very good. So, again, what is Frazier really – Defensively, they've only given up 12 points. This could be a low-scoring game at Memorial Stadium <laughs> on Friday, and, and I'm going to say that because I said it would be a high-scoring game last week, and I had an 8-6 ball game. Yeah, you thought 8-6 was low. I could be looking at another 8-6 game yeah, here you're potentially. Gonna, you're going to get 3-2, <laughs> a game-winning field goal as time expired from Mitchell. I'll uh, take it. Uh, hey, if it's a Husky win, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Northern, again, we talked about this last segment. Northern Frazier is, pro- is at least in the Mac games, the most telling out of them. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, this is going to be a very interesting game because I think the other two, like when we talk about the Marysville and East China uh, games, I think we kind of have a – we both agree with what we think is going to happen, but – Northern Frazier, I have no idea. This is a game that went to overtime a year ago. Um, and, and Northern's defense, I mean, you have a defense like that, it keeps you in games, and I, I'm sure they'll work out the kinks offensively. Like, you you, you don't put up 35 points because the Marysville turns around and holds East Point to four, or East Point, center, center line to 14. Um, so th- they've shown that they can do it, but again, it is the answer. How We don't know what East Point is. Because they played a Division Three state champ and then played an 8-6 game. I'm going to tell you what. I think East Point's going to win this week because they have Cousin All on, <laughs> yeah. on the docket, and, and that'll be interesting. So in two weeks when East Point plays at St. Clair, what are you going to get? Yeah. Um, because the Saints, I think, are going to need that game because uh, it was a great bounce-back win for them. 49-19, mm-hmm. they took care of business in a big way against uh, Lakeshore. 
And now they got to go to Roseville, who we know is probably the top team in the gold. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, much of a question that Roseville is going to be the team to beat and probably the toughest game left on the schedule if you're um, St. Clair. They just going down there, looking what Roseville's done the first two weeks, 42-11, 48-14 against the Lance Cruz team that I don't think is that bad. Like, I really don't think they're that bad. And St. Clair, it, like I said, they could be a good team and be one and two going into week four. Uh, so uh, at Roseville for the for the Saints this week, uh, switching over to the uh, silver and obviously the Marysville Marine City game is uh, the game that you'll be doing on uh, Friday. The hype train going into this one is a little bit different, although yeah. although you know a nice bounce back by Marysville because they they were not good in week one and they steamrolled center line in week two like you hoped they would yeah no that's a uh that gave me a little hope for the Vikings but they have to go to East China and Marine City just sucks the life out of you it's even it's just tough for anyone to beat the Mariners and going down there I think uh the Marine City is going to want to make a statement because of what happened last year that it's going to be a big uphill battle for Marysville, but they can, they can do it. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to upset Marine city. Like we we've said, they're so disciplined. They don't lose games. They're not supposed to, they are always hyper-focused on, on the task at hand. All they've done in the first two weeks is outscored their opponents 90 to 18. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I don't know about the South Lake game, but I'm assuming they kind of took the, I'm, they, they're not trying to score in the fourth yeah. quarter like they do in the beginning. But, yeah. Mary- are, are you seeing this in the silver where you got the top four teams are all 2-0? and oh. uh, Madison has outscored their opponents 89-6. to six. Fitz has scored 126 points in the yeah, first two Fitz weeks. Yeah, Fitz is – Marine City 90-18. I mean, and Hazel Park hasn't been scored on. Yeah. Yeah, the Silver's <laughs> weird. Um, I don't think any of them will touch Marine City. Maybe the Fitzgerald game is going to be better than than we expected it to be. Maybe um, we kind of overemphasized the demise of Fitz. But, again, it's hard to tell. I don't know what Lamphere is. Lamphere a year ago was really good. But they beat Sterling Heights 22-8 to and then lost to Fitzgerald 62-48. to Um Fitzgerald plays score. <laughs> yeah, you would have loved that game. I would have loved that game. Fitzgerald plays Clintondale. That's going to be a game that tells you just how good Fitzgerald is because Clintondale has some really nice pieces, but against Richmond, they struggled. Um, but, yeah, Marine City, I still think, is, is the favorite because who did Hazel Park shut out? Lincoln and, well, the other one was, the other was a forfeit. forfeit but. So they shut out Warren Lincoln. But still, doesn't move Hazel, the, doesn't move the needle. You, for you, me. you you got to look a while to f- probably find a thirty to nothing win for Hazel Park over the last few years. They don't get those. That no. happens to them. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong there. But their defense was all right a year ago. Like Marine City again, they had shut them out through a quarter, and then the floodgates opened. But all right, let's talk well, about it, it's it's weird too because Clintondale lost to Clawson fourteen to ten, and I don't. I can't see that happening. I've seen Clawson play, and yeah. and you saw Clintondale play, and I would have figured Clintondale would beat Clawson, and that didn't yeah. happen. No, 
No. All right, let's go to the BWAC. Um, what game do you want to talk oh about first? Oh, my goodness. This, this is insane. Um, you uh, want to start so with – Should we go in alphabetical order? Because maybe the easiest one to call is Algonac at Richmond. Yeah. Um, that is probably the easier one to call. I think Richmond's going to bounce back. Uh, if, if you want to look at something, what's the hardest thing uh, to that carries over week to week? It's turnovers. Like, you don't have um, teams that, like, if you're winning a lot and it's because of turnovers, that's really hard to replicate. And, and, and Richmond had some bad turnover luck. Two bad snaps, a muff punt. Um, there, one, one was basically an arm punt. It was fourth down, and the kid threw it a, a, a mile. And it was like, if it's intercepted, that's good because it flips field position. Yeah. That's what happened. So only two, like I guess I would say – conventional turnovers where you're like, oh, yeah, that just is part of the game. I think they'll go to Algonac, or, or is it at Algonac? Or is it at, it's at Richmond. Richmond. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, I like Algonac. The fact that they, they, they beat Lincoln, but Armada took it to them, and Richmond has the size. I think they'll be all over the Muskrats. But we'll talk about that one more, uh, all of these more, on Thursday's yeah. show. Um, so Elmont, Emily City. Elmont, Emily City. This is, again, flip it. MLA City got a lot of turnover luck. And, again, you do make your own luck, and you have to capitalize on it. Like, they did recover two snaps. Like, it's, they did capitalize on it. But you got all that luck, and you still lose 28-20. to 20. Almont kind of, I'll say, put me in my place when I picked against them for the for the upset. Uh yeah, Emily City goes to, or plays Almont, and if they are even competitive, like if they lose it 28-20 again, I'm going to go, okay, Emily City's a good team, but Emily City's going to be 0-3 probably. They might be 0-4 after Cross-Lex, and they're not. They'd be the best 0-4 team in the state. Like well, they have talent. I, I think that, uh, that this – I'll just say this on – Tuesday, I think this is a touchdown game. I, I, I see a, a 21-14, something like that between these two teams. And today, I'm probably hedging towards Almont. But, see, it, but just... again, uh, Almont is young, and I don't know how much stock to put into a big win over Yale. Yeah, it's just the – if. MLA City's got to figure out a way to move the ball offensively. A lot of they are helped a lot by penalties, a lot by turnovers. If, if you actually dissect the game, they had very few sustained first down drives. Like, yeah, penalties helped them a lot when they had the ball. It's just something that you can't carry over week to week. Um, uh, Croslex gets Yale at home. I, I know that this is – it's a big rivalry anyways because of the proximity of the two cities. You, you throw in that uh, you, you've got uh, a new coach at Yale who's a Croslex guy um, and all that. But is there any way the Pioneers let this one slip? Uh, no, I can tell you right now they were already thinking about it uh, after the game against North Branch. Um, this is one that's been circled on the calendar for a long time. You want to see points – I bet you after nine weeks, this is the highest scoring output the Pioneers have. I just have a feeling. Okay. We'll, we'll see. I, I expect them 
maybe to do some damage in the first half and then call off the dogs, but we'll see. Uh, Armada at North Branch, to me, is the most intriguing game of the week, maybe in any other league. It's between this one and Northern Frazier well, for me as, as like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I think with this game, when I see who wins and by how much, finally maybe I can start to sort things out. Yeah, until you get a 3-2 to two game, and you're like, all right, that tells me nothing. <laughs> um, this game might not have a forward pass in it, the way these two teams <laughs> run the ball. Uh, it's, it's, it's in North Branch. You, you know Coach Furman doesn't like to lose. He's going to have his guys ready. And fair play to Armada. They've outscored their opponents 85 to nothing. You have to be feeling confident going into that. And I think they might smell blood in the water after that Armada or after that North Branch Cross-Lex game. They can go to 3-0 and and set up a big rivalry game with Richmond. Tell me that wouldn't be fun. An undefeated Armada and undefeated Richmond team. Oh, that would be a huge in game. In Armada. That yeah. would be a huge, huge game. And I think this is a huge game for, for both of these teams. Maybe more so for North Branch, just simply because they've already lost a game in league. Um, but th- this... This is going to be a low-scoring game, not because so much the defense, because I think both defenses here are good, but because of the way both offensive teams play. They're going to run the football. That means the clock is never going to stop. Right. And you're going to have these two teams trying to drive it down each other's throats. And, you, you, I mean – you might have a, a 14, 13. This game might be decided on somebody missing an extra point. Yeah. Or no. going for two and winning 15 to 14. I think this is going to be the most telling game because right now, again, I, I Richmond had a bad week, but they played the worst game they could and still won. I'm going to say right now it's Richmond and Cross-Lex. North Branch is a little behind. I know they lost by three scores, but – there was a point in that game where, like I said, North Branch was threatening. But Armada can get their name in the conversation. If they want to be considered uh, a, a chance to take this league, you go and beat North Branch, and you have a showdown with Richmond coming up week four. Yeah. Uh, Armada's big, and uh, they're confident right now. But that is what they lack on their resume is a win against uh, the, that team where you go, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, we'll and that's see. always been the knock is that Armada can't beat the big boys. And last year they did beat Richmond at Richmond. Um, but yeah, beat North Branch, and then Armada will start to get a little more love. All right. Um, Ubley and Marlette are going to uh play this week. The uh, game is at Marlette. Uh, Marlette coming off a big win over Sandusky. Uh, they're one and zero in league. Ubley hasn't played a league game yet, but Ubley has crushed its first two opponents, um, and has uh, you know they they look like Ubley. So this is maybe the the big game there. Um, Harbor Beach is going to uh, play Brown City, who's coming off a loss to Memphis. Sandusky and K-Pack are going to play each other. That has the potential for. Something interesting has uh, yeah. K-Pac's one and one and Sandusky's still looking for a win. Yeah. Um, both those games. I, I like, 
I'd like to see what Marlette's going to do, but I have a feeling Ubley's just going to roll them. Like, I think Ubley's going to, right now, is a freight train that no one in the GTC is stopping. I think they, are, ha they had a lot of guys return from a state championship appearance, and they want nothing else. It's kind of what we talked about. Remember when we talked about New Lothrop uh, when we were looking through stuff? Yeah. And you go, at some point, it just becomes state championship or bust. I think that's the mentality up in Ubley, and I don't think they're going to let anyone get in their way. Well, after two weeks, to me, the uh, the Ubley Harbor Beach game is for the league title, and that's coming up in week four. That, right. That's that's kind of the way I'm looking at that. Uh, and uh, Memphis will try to make it two straight. They're at uh, Vassar this week, um, and good luck to the uh, to the Yellow Jackets. It was a big win over Brown City. It was um, an amazing for them. win. Uh, and, and they've them. actually played uh, well here through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Cardinal Mooney has a, uh, a big game this week as uh, they open uh, league play against Gross Point Liggett. Both teams are 2-0 and going into this one. Mooney's defense has only given up seven points in two games, and they've put 59 points up on the board in two impressive wins on the road. Shrine is the big one coming up in a week. Liggett, you'll, you'll, you'll actually be on the call for this one. I think you'll have have a fun one when uh, you get to see the Cardinals for the first time. I expect them to go to 3-0. and I'm looking at Trine. They're 0-2, and they, they, they might be down this year. Uh, Adrian Madison, who I don't know anything about, put 56 on them. Adrian Madison has been a historically very okay program. Yeah. Like They went 6-2 and two last year, but eh. They lost in the di the the second round of the districts. Um, and Madison put it on Shrine in, in week one. And Shrine's at Bishop Foley this week. That's a big rivalry game for those two schools. And and I think Foley is decent this year. So Shrine might be 0-3 when they head into Mooney. I'm just looking at some of the scores from other teams. Is Mooney the favorite now? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I Everest still is, I still think Everest is the team to beat. They lost to Montrose, which is not a bad loss, and they beat Beecher. But Mooney is maybe looking the most impressive out of any team in that league. So we'll see. It's a big year, and, and we're hearing rumors that There's, Mooney's loading up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to say. But, um, yeah, if that's true and Mooney – and it comes to fruition, watch out, then I will say Cardinal Mooney's the team to beat in the Catholic Intersectional League 2 or whatever mouthful of a that, name you, you got it, actually. You, right. you nailed that. All right. Um, I think Deckerville will win this game, but uh, in eight-man football, Deckerville-Genesee. Genesee's 2-0, and but listen, listen to these games. They beat Mayville 56-52 in week one at Mayville. And in week two, they upset Kingston 46-40. to So they have played two really tight, really high-scoring games. Uh, and uh, the game is at Deckerville uh, this week. The Eagles got a forfeit win in week one, and then they beat Sacred Heart 50-26 to uh, in week two. So uh, you, you've got that one. Peck plays at, uh, at Hale. Uh, Akron Fairgroves at uh, Carsonville, Port Sandlack. And actually, both of those teams have been – traditionally down for a while, and they both actually look like they're improved this year. So that's actually going to be a competitive, good game. 
uh, and Merritt plays at Burton Atherton uh, this week in eight-man football. And I think that covers everybody. All right. You ready to give a top ten? We'll give a top ten. We'll do that uh, when we uh, take the uh, break here. Uh, and, yeah, top top tens are driving me crazy this year. I've had three completely different lists, and I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I've, I've gone crazy in terms of top tens this year. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our gift. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. 
The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron school's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And it comes to the uh, segment of the uh, program that I've just decided I don't like. Because I can't figure anything out this year. I've had uh, top tens that have just been ridiculous for three weeks now. Yeah, well. I mean, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Well, let's see uh, who you're starting with. Do you want to get started at number 10? Number 10. They weren't. They didn't even make my top 10 last week, but they bounced back with a 49-14 win over center line. So I'm going to give Marysville the nod and put them in at number 10. Well, I have one of their rivals. They're going to stay at number 10. St. Clair, same situation, bounce back. Uh, I imagine both these teams have an uphill battle this week. Yes. Uh, I put St. Clair at number nine. They were out of my poll last Ooh. week. But a 49-19 win over Lakeshore, it's time that I tip my cap to the uh, the Saints uh, and give them a little bit of love. But I, too, feel like they've got an uphill battle at Roseville this week. It's going to be tough because, like, okay, do you drop them out if they lose to teams that we think they're going to lose to and we are saying are better than them, yeah. depending on how the game goes? It's – yeah. Anyway, my number nine team, a team that lost this week, drops in the poll. The North Branch Broncos go to nine. Uh, I could have put them anywhere from like seven to nine, but I figured this is a, a spot they'll slot in at. And this game th- uh, this week will tell me if they shoot back up or down. They're kind of one of those teams that I'm moving up and down depending on what happens. Yeah, North Branch goes in at nine for me. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of teams that I can move up and down and slot in and, and, and a, a lot of play from from two to ten. I've got teams I can slot in, uh, and some of them didn't make it this week just because I ran out of room. Number eight, I'm going with Cardinal Mooney. The uh, Cardinals Ooh. are off to a two and zero start, and I'm going to give them some early season love. Uh, and and I like them this week against Gross Point Liggett at home too. Spoiler alert: I did not put Mooney in just yet. But they, them and Marysville were the ones that I kind of kept as my, do I move this team out, this team yeah. in? Um, I, I just didn't put them in. At number eight, I put Armada. They've done nothing but steamroll their opponents. Uh, do it again this week, and you'll, and you'll move up. Just keep doing it. You'll keep moving up. Uh, but I expect the next two weeks to show us what Armada really is. Are they going to be a contender for the BWAC title, or are they going to fall to the middle of the pack? Okay. I put Ubley at number seven this week, off to a 2-0 and start, and uh, right now they're they're 
destroying their opponents. Yeah, Ubley, like I said last week, they're at seven for me too. They move up as teams above them lose. It's just a weird spot for them because you could make the argument, well, you could argue they're the most dominant team in the area and that you they're the most deserving of number one. You also argue that any team above them would beat them. Uh, it, it's weird because they're a D8 school, but they're at seven, and if teams above them lose, I'll just keep moving them up the list. Okay. Uh, at number six, I went with Armada. Uh, I'm impressed by their 2-0 and start and the fact that they've beaten up on two opponents 85 to nothing and that nobody has been able to stop them from running the football. All right. That, yeah. Nobody has stopped them from running the football. At six, that's where I put the Huskies of Port here on Northern up one spot from a week ago. They just a little disappointing. I mean, I know East Point was better than we thought, but to not score a touchdown, hey, your defense still won you the game. But to not score a touchdown, a little disheartening. Frazier, this is another one. They beat Frazier, maybe they move up a spot or two. They lose to Frazier, they're going to drop a little bit, and it's going to benefit some other teams. Okay, at number six is where I slot Richmond this week. Uh, I like the Blue Devils, um, but the turnovers was kind of a detractor. And as they get into the uh, thicker part of the BWAC schedule, you got to take care of the football. You do. Um, That's, again, I think that's more just – Bad luck in the perfect storm. Anyway, number five, a team that we never know what to do with, but I put them here, Anchor Bay. They lost to Dakota. Anyone on this, uh, anybody on this list loses to Dakota. I'm not punishing them because I didn't punish Cross-Lex Report here on for losing to two very similar quality teams. And let's be honest here. Anchor Bay probably beats just about everybody on my top ten list, but I left them out this week because I didn't know what to do with them. Just didn't know what to do with the Just cars. didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're always a weird one to put. They're, yeah. Yeah. Number four, I, uh, I'm going with Northern. Uh, yes, I'm disappointed with the eight points and not scoring a touchdown against uh, East Point. But the Huskies defense is uh, a top four defense in the area right now. Uh, I like Northern at uh, number four this week. Number four, which, wow, you are high on the Huskies, which you actually, because of the game that we weren't supposed to do this past week, you're going to see them four times in the first four weeks. Yeah. Because aren't their first four games at home? Yeah, they, they've got a lot of home games to, to start. Because they were, just last week was supposed to be on the road. Yeah. Right. All right. Number four, I put Richmond there. Richmond played their worst game and still won. I said last segment that if I don't think the turnovers are going to carry over. That's really bad turnover luck. And their defense still basically held uh, MLA City in check. It was penalties that hurt them, which I need to see that cleaned up. They, they got a little sloppy with that. But clean up the penalties. They will be better. I, I don't expect to hear that they turn the ball over five times against Algonac. I expect them to bounce back in a big way. And maybe the, the, the game I, I'm waiting for this year is going to be Richmond Croslex. That might be this year's version of Marine City Marysville because I think that's going to be two trains just colliding. It's, I, I'm getting excited for that one already. Uh, I, I slot the Big Reds in at number three this week. I, I kind of punished them after week one, but but I'm putting them back up uh, where I originally had them. I almost, Brady, I almost gave them the two slot, 
but they'll get number three after what I thought was a pretty impressive win over Tower. I do agree that two and three are kind of flip a coin. Um, Port Huron's at three for me, too. They, they beat up on Tower after a tough loss. I don't expect them to lose this week. I think they're going to stay in the top three for a while. All right. Uh, at number two is uh, where I've got uh, Crosslex. Uh, again, uh, I, I bumped them last week after the Williamston loss just because it was 23 points. Like, mm-hmm. if that was a little bit closer game, I wouldn't have moved them out of two. Uh, they get back to two because they think North Branch is a quality win. Um, but I just, uh, I don't, uh, all the hype that we've done, I want more. I just want more. I know more. you want more. We'll, we'll see more this week, I know, but I want more. Well, I think you're going to see a lot more in the next coming weeks. Yale and MLA City, then the Richmond Games Week 5, but I think this is going to be a big one. Uh, yeah, Cross Lexus 2 for me, again. They're not going to turn it over five times. They're not going to give up two defensive touchdowns like they did week one against a very, very talented Williamson, who, by the way, lost to uh, Lansing Catholic. But that's, yeah, that's a team that lost in the semifinals to Frankenmuth last year. And we all know how good Frankenmuth was last year. So that's, don't go, oh, well, the team that just beat up on Crosslex lost. They lost to one of the best teams in D5. Don't don't yeah, worry don't, too much. Yeah, don't. But no, Croslex number two. Um, until they lose, I, I mean, Port Huron would have to really impress me, and Croslex would really have to struggle with a win for Port Huron to leapfrog the Pioneers, and then number one, Marine City. Like, yeah, uh, like I, I think there's a consider right now, just the way they're playing. There's a gap, but there's a big gap between one and two. Yeah, I I, I don't know uh, who in the area would beat Marine City right now. Um, They're mean, just such a well-oiled machine. Yeah. They don't make mistakes. They just – and then you go, okay, they had four guys rush for 75 yards, and at surface it doesn't look impressive. Then they have 300 and some rushing yards at the end of the night. Well, I mean, you just look at it. They do it different. If you combine uh, Tetler and Tigert, mm-hmm. they went for 184 yeah. and five touchdowns. I mean, other teams just do it with one guy. They do it with multiple guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, in the end, they put up big numbers. They get big wins. They're solid defensively. They're solid on special teams. And their offense just does it week in and week out for the past 35 years. Yeah, so my top 10, St. Clair at 10, North Branch at 9. Number 8 is Armada. Number 7, Ubley. Number 6, Port Huron Northern. Number 5, Anchor Bay. Number 4, Richmond. Number 3, Port Huron. Number 2, Cross Lex. And number 1, Marine City. And I went with Marysville at 10, St. Clair at 9, Mooney at 8, Ubley at 7, Armada at 6, Richmond at 5, Northern at 4, PH at 3, Crosslex at number two, and without a doubt, Marine City at number one. All right. Anything else for the show today? I think that's just about it, other than I did want to say that uh, Brady and I went eight and two this week. Brady's got a one-game lead over me through two weeks in the picks. Uh, our guest, Lance Campbell, went uh, seven and three. So our guests overall are 14 and six. Tied so they're a game behind uh, Brady. Uh, and uh, if, I, if I like I don't, having a lead. If I don't say this, uh, Bill Warren will text me 108 times. Uh, but he did picks two in week two and went nine and one. Wasn't and so on the air, not official. He's 16 and four for the season and is claiming a one-game lead over nope. Brady. <laughs> nope. 
Anyway, I knew that you would we, say that. We should I, just start. I agree with you. He, he wasn't. We should official. just start like a. Uh, we should have done this before the season. Just had an online picks thing where everyone submits them <laughs> and see who does the best throughout the year. But anyway, um, yeah. Anything else before we send it home? Nope. That's that. We'll have uh, new picks coming up on uh, Thursday uh, as uh, we uh, take a more in depth look at everything going on around the uh, area. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.